everyone. Welcome to I Am WT. This is Tierney. Today we are missing my co-host, very sad. Bray had some other stuff to take care of, but that is completely okay because we have some amazing guests with us. So I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves. So we can go ahead and start with you. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm John Rivette. I am the art program director here at WT. I also am the associate professor of painting and drawing, and I have been running the WT Mural Squad since about 2014. Mm -hmm. Hi, my name is May, and I'm I'm graduating student at WT this semester, and my major is studio art, and I have been doing mural with John for about two years right now. Hi, my name is Lockdow, and same as May, I'm also a graduating undergraduate student in studio art, and I've also been helping the WT Mural Squad since 2021. Cool. So are you guys both graduating like in May or in May or December? December. That's so exciting. What are your guys' plans after graduation? We both plan to go to rest school somewhere else, like try different areas and stuff because we are international students. So Okay, yes. really cool. Thank you. So do you guys want to tell me just a little bit about yourselves, how you guys ended up coming to WT? And everyone can answer that question. So because my brother, he 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 went to WT before me. So then it's kind of like my, my parents want me to follow his path. And I, I just check out that WT have an interesting art program so I just went for it and I enjoy my my journey here so yeah really cool very oddly I shared the same story with May as well and very odd that we both came from the same city in Vietnam we never met before but we luckily found each other here my sister also went here as an accounting major wow okay that's really cool (laughs) John I have gone to WTS, been here forever. Basically, I was undergrad, and then I moved away and came back and got my graduate degree, and then I started teaching here, and then I was hired um, eventually as an instructor, and then I hired a professor. So I just kind of worked my way up. But I've done art things all over the globe. I was just did a show in Mexico City. I painted a mural in South Africa with you recently. I have done residencies in London and spent a lot of time in Mexico City recently. So I kind of travel, as my students can attest, I have been a lot of places this year. It's been a really good experience having Locke and May here. And just to give it a little plug out, they actually do have a show up right now in the gallery and it's very excellent. So if you have a chance to go check out the show, it's up until the end of January. So if people want to go by and see it, it would be really great. They've really made amazing work. It's really impressive. And so that's in the Mary Moody building? And the Mary Moody building and Dward Fitz Gallery. So yeah, I would highly recommend it. They've been really great because they've accompanied me on what what we call the rural mural project, where I take them to exotic locations like Plainview, Texas, (laughs) and Canadian, Texas, and Stratford, Texas. But I think it's been really interesting, hopefully for them, because they came from a big city, Saigon, in Vietnam, and come to these small towns in the middle of Texas and get to paint a mural and interact with the community there. Yeah, It's been a really fun experiment. So for May and Locke, coming from a place like Vietnam to places like Canyon that are very rural, very like small, how was your experience? I personally, my viewpoint of America before I came here were the big cities like New York City, mm-hmm. like Dallas, like Houston. I've never heard of Amarillo before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After two years... I think I'm starting to understand, and at the beginning of the rural mural project, I start to have this 
understand that America is like a combination of small towns. Yeah. That's what I feel like. So at that point, I'm starting to understand that I'm not really drifted apart in anywhere really exotic. I feel like it's small towns is a part of the bigger America, and yeah. I'm not missing out anything. I feel like, because I, I had a chance to be like a, an exchange student before, mm-hmm. wherever I, I stayed with a host family for mm-hmm. like a year, and the place that I stayed, it was a small town too. But same as like, like in the beginning, I was I, I thought America like like New York or like Los Angeles because that that most of the thing we we see on the TV back there. Yeah. So then when when I went to like small town like Emerald or those towns before, then it was a little shock. But then when I kind of get used to with it through times to through days, then I realize it's just like it seemed really peaceful, and then everything's just like pass through like really slow every day it's not like a rust feeling when you live in it like, like just kind of like take your time with it yeah so yeah i think i i, I kind of enjoy it because i stay here for four years and then i i kind of get used to with the living condition and then how people interact yeah or, like they go to sleep early and stuff <laughs> yeah so so where would you guys like to move after you graduate I personally planning to go like a bigger city, but not like New York because I went there once and it was too much. Yeah. <laughs> so a little bigger, but not really big. Okay. My plan is to stay here for a little while, maybe like six months at least. Okay. To get me out of the post-college depression system out yeah. of the first. And then I think during that six months, I will figure it out as my result for Grad, grad school came out, would come out at that time. So I'll be able to know which city I'll be going to. For sure. Okay, so John, tell me a little bit what it's like having the same position that the famous Georgia O'Keefe had whenever she was here. <laughs> Funny you should ask that. I think about this a lot. Um, as a kid and being an artist in Amarillo, you always are kind of compared to Georgia O'Keefe. In fact, I even went to Amarillo High School where she taught. And so I always saw saw as kind of the shadow and wasn't really a huge fan of her until recently. I think actually we took the students to a trip to Santa Fe last summer, two summers ago, that was right. And we went to the Georgia O'Keeffe Museum. And I remember seeing this, and it was actually Locke who asked me, where there was this little sketch on the wall and just like three lines. And he's like, what is this? And then I look at it and there's a giant painting on the wall that's the actual composition. So she was just drawing it out. And right there, I started to think that she was a really great artist. And I've been doing a lot of research on her and I'm kind of doing this project right now about sort of reinventing the canon of modern painting. And I actually would say at least American painting. Mm -hmm. And I would say that Georgia O'Keeffe is probably the first truly great American artist because she was doing something completely different. And it took me a long time to come to that, to understand what she was doing. Because also you have to realize she was coming up as a woman in an incredibly male-dominated industry. And so her real vision of art was sort of always put in the backseat. And she had a very enigmatic husband, Alfred Stieglitz, who pushed a lot of modern art. And he kind of presented her work in a way that wasn't the best way to go about it. And I think once she became her own self and people began to research her, see her as someone who just really did her own thing. She's not really derivative of any other art movement. She just kind of painted the way she wanted to paint. And I think that's inherently an American aspect. So I feel privileged to actually now have her job. Yeah. And Yvonne Lentil may argue with that a little bit, but we we talk about it all the time. <laughs> and it's really an honor. You know, I, I, I think just understanding what she did as an artist has been very inspirational to me, especially in recent years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So I guess my next question for you guys is what is your art style and specialty? And like, how did you figure out what your art style is? You want to go ahead on this, John? Me? My style is abstract geometric patterning. I think it just came out of time. I finally gave myself permission to make abstract work. It seems to solve all of the problems I want. And it's very organized, structured painting, which if you know things about me, that's not necessarily my personality type, um, but it's sort of how I solve those things. So it just took me a long time to kind of get to this space. And then to be able to talk people into allowing me to put that on the walls in really giant places has really been an, uh, an exercise. It took me a bit, but these two, watching them grow, they've really gone in very unique directions. Yeah. Yeah. So what are y'all's art styles? So my art style, kind of like abstraction, but in the beginning, when I first started college, it was more uh, toward realism, but John pushed me, which I, I'm, I'm glad because like, it turned out right. I am really interested in like architecture because like, in Saigon, where I live, like we have a lot of like, tall buildings and then... Even like small houses around, like you you can see like house next to house. So that's kind of like my, where it's kind of like impact my my view when I see art. And also I'm kind of interested in like how people interact with people and how like I am interact with myself. So then it's kind of like more about like inner soul and stuff. And I, I, I see everything as like a, a room and then people hide their feeling, hide their thought, hide their connection with other people inside a room. And then I use abstraction shape, kind of like those shapes as like reference from figures or like things that in real life. And I, I transfer them into my room with my own style. And I love using the stands of the watch when you kind of like throw a punch of like, like thin paint on top of the canvas to make mm-hmm. it like stand and then they to me more like a mark from memories from things that happened before i kind of like want to create my painting to be like my own space yeah and then i i want allow want to allow people to walk into it and stuff like feel like they they belong to the painting too for sure that's really cool so check the the, the show out because yeah, still there sure. yes <laughs> sounds really cool yeah. thank you. you for me after listening to May, you will f- have a sense that she's really focused on making paintings. For me, I'm not super focused onto one specific medium yet. Before going to college, I didn't make a lot of art. If you visited the exhibition, you'll see that my work, I just put it all together as one installation that includes all kinds of different mediums. My major at WT is studio art with a specialization in printmaking and sculpture. And during last year, after a little bit of researching, I figured out that a way to neatly combine sculpture and printmaking is bookmaking. So that's the direction that I'm headed right now. For sure. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. Well, we are going to take a short break and then we have so much more to get into once we get back talking about mural work and a lot of great things. So once we get back, we will come back with our great guests. So we are listening to I Am WT. Donors to West Texas A&M University give more than their material support. They devote time, expertise, and commitment WT would not be what it is today without individuals dedicated to our forward progress. 
Hello, everyone. Welcome back to I Am WT. This is Tyranny. Again, I'm missing my co-host, Bray, but he is doing some other cool stuff, so it's okay. So how are your guys' finals going? Is Are you guys finished? How are you feeling? Recovering? My finals went okay. Is this not the right? I just had some uh, bad experience with projects. Like- Tragedies <laughs> of a group project. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I never experienced it, but I, I have to experience it the, the last semester. So it's okay. I went through it. So I'm just going to walk on Saturday and that's all. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what about you, Locke? Um, I still have one presentation, like a in a final paper to submit for art history, and then okay. I'll be done. And then you're done. Yes, finish line so close. <laughs> John, how are you recovering after coming back from Cape Town? Um, I'm okay. It took me a little bit to get over the jet lag. I know you guys took the different flight back, but I, you know, I get back on Tuesday. Did you guys get back on Monday? So we got back on Monday around 6 p.m. Yeah. So it was very, it was very jarring because like I'm an RA. Yeah. And so we have our meetings at 10 p.m. Whoa. And so I had a 10 p.m. meeting Whoa. as soon as I got After back. After a 16 hour flight. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was it was very interesting. I was pretty spacey for about two days afterwards. I'd be like, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm just not really quite here yet. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really, you know, because that trip was really fast for me. You guys were there for what, three, two and a half weeks? So yeah, it was about yeah. two and a half weeks. Yeah. So kind of closer yeah. to three. Yeah. And we did work for most of the part, yeah. like at least most of the first half of the trip. Yeah. And so it was all work that first half. And then that last half was more of like touristy mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. That was, yeah. I mean, I was only there for six days and I think I worked for four of them, three yeah. of them. So, um, but it was, you know, a really good experience. And I got to go, I saw, actually I had a layover in Amsterdam and saw some art there. And then yeah. I, I visited my sons who live in New York city. So I got to spend some time with them. So oh, that's really cool. It was a nice trip. I spent a week in Mexico city about a month before that. So, yeah. And then I'm actually going to Houston on Monday again. From, we got an invitation from the curator of fine arts there. So that's really cool. I've been kind of on the go, but I'm recovered. <laughs> They've done really well. The students are, you know, produced really nice work. We had... Five BFA <laughs> studio art majors up. So that's what's in the gallery now. Before them, we had two shows by our MFA graduate students. So we've yeah. had a lot of students moving through the semester. So kind of going back to Cape Town, what was it like, like painting a mural there? And if you can kind of explain <laughs> that process. A um, bit. It was very interesting because usually my murals are these large social projects. So I have a crew. I mean, I've had a crew of 10, 20 people different times. And so... It was different because these are artists and students who know how to do certain things. So hitting the ground running, I didn't know how the students were going to be able to work with me on the mural. And so Enya and I had had some uh, conversations, Enya, who, who directed the trip. My murals are pretty easy to paint, as, as the people who are there know. It's basically paint by number. But the hard part is drawing, and that was the thing I ended up doing all by myself. And, you know, I actually hired some workers who showed up, and they were like, no, and left. <laughs> and so I ended up drawing the entire mural by myself, except for a six-year-old kid who came out and helped me, who was one of the kids at the community center, <laughs> yeah. which he was really great, and I actually named the mural after him. So it was a really interesting experience. I think I like engaging with the community more, and I think one thing I would have wished is maybe the community center people would have helped a little bit more. But I understand that that's not really, you know, what they were there for. So I I really liked it. And I think the best part for me was when it was done and everyone kind of saw what the effect was and like, oh, this is really cool. And this is really interesting. Yeah. 
Except for we did have one kid yell at us who told us he didn't like the mural, <laughs> which was funny. funny. For him. I was like, no problem. You're looking every day. So yeah, I remember like seeing the mural for the first yeah. time, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah, it's a hard thing to do those because people expect a mural to be pictures or something like this, and I think that's what I like about my murals is people don't really get it. I mean, the guys who didn't want to draw it were like. You're just doing a pattern. And I'm like, yeah, but wait, it changes, it. you know, it changes, it creates a feeling. And that's the idea behind this. Yeah. And I want it to be sort of a nonverbal communication. I want to communicate something positive, And that's what I'm trying to do with these murals because they really do change the space. I mean, we go to those little towns and you can see those murals from across town and yeah. it, in places you wouldn't think that would be open to it. It really does uh, kind of revitalize those areas. Yeah. So will you guys kind of explain what it's like working on the murals? Like, have you done any murals on campus? And if you'll kind of talk about which ones you've done, because I've seen the one at the museum, because I also work at the museum. So I see it like every single day. And I think it's great. Were you guys a part of that one? Um, which ones were you guys a part of? Do you want to talk about the stretch for one? <laughs> <laughs> that was the longest one. Yeah. We can't. Okay. So for the stretch for one, I, I remember we have to, do we have to like cover it with the house paint first? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like sometimes we have like really rough wall and then it's hard. It's really hard to get the paint onto the wall. So we have to kind of like prem the wall first. And then from that, uh, John will kind of like explain us how to get the pattern on the wall by using like stencils or some kind of like line chalk kind of pop on the wall to get the line. So we're going to figure out that and also the math problem and stuff. And then... The, the fun thing that I love, we do a lot, like we will jump onto the lift or we jump onto like the tall scaffolders just to draw the pattern on the mm -hmm. whole wall. And then later people are going to start with the paint. And, and for the paint, we kind of like figure out the math for how it's going to shift the color from A to D or C through like A, B, C, D, kind of like figure out how much more paint we're going to add like white or like yellow to it to kind of shift the paint over. I don't know. Did I miss anything? I will just add the list of the murals that we did before. Yeah. Starting, I think the first one that we did together with John was the Panhandle Plains Museum one. And then we we went to Stratford like three different times trying to get it done. It kept raining on us. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then we went to Plainview after that one. It was a really fun trip. We got to stay at one of his friend's house for like five days. Or yeah, and, we were there for basically a week. Yeah. 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 Well, week. the middle of a week, yeah. And then during the summer, we both, Rosa, Rosa Stridham, who was an alumni of the, also of the art program. We did two of the murals in the, I think it's the fine art complex. Yeah, it's in this building. They're in the com hallways. Right yeah. Mm -hmm. And then what else? I think. The one in JBK. You did the oh. one in the newsroom. Oh, yeah. And the JBK. Yep. Yeah. There, there was a lot of murals. <laughs> yeah. And I've seen a lot. I've seen not a lot of them, but I've seen like the ones at the museum. I see the one when I go upstairs to the comm department like all the time. And it's just seeing these murals really like bring a part of campus to life. And it makes it so much more colorful, more bright and just like an all around happier place to be. I remember I would see those walls and be like, OK, I guess I'm heading up to my journalism class. Like, yeah. da, 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 da. But like getting to see those murals makes it a whole lot happier just to be on campus. I know that this is more of like an experimental learning style. 
So why is it important to have this kind of experimental learning styles at WT? Um, because mural work is a job that these students can do and murals are becoming more and more popular. But I think people think it's one thing and they never understand what it takes. So I don't just teach them how to actually paint the mural, but how to plan the mural, what, what kind of money it takes, how long it's going to take, the equipment you're going to need. Um, so I give them sort of the breakdown of all of this. And it's sort of about also just the logistics of making a project. Like how do you do a large scale project? And so, I mean, a lot of these murals we start planning. I mean, this South African mural was the fastest turnaround time I've done on a planning for a mural. Usually they take about six months and it's back and forth. Mm -hmm. We get a lot of requests for murals, but then I go, what's your budget? And then usually the conversation stops after that one because murals cost money. If I would impart one thing to people. And so anywhere in terms of materials, you know, we will spend 500. The mural in South Africa costs about $500 in materials, but they provided scaffolding and ladders and things like this. Mm -hmm. So that was cheap because South Africa was cheaper. I say most of our murals are $1,000 in materials wow. easily. That's we have scaffolding and are renting a scissor lift, which they love, which is great. <laughs> Some students do not like the scissor lifts. Um, those get expensive. So there is a you know cost to it. And so the thing that is important is that we make sure that the money's there. And the thing I make sure of is I don't get paid for these murals, but I make sure the students get compensated in some way. So they've actually, they actually were employees, school student employees. So I paid them hourly, but they would get scholarships or things like this. So, yeah. um, so my goal is to make sure that these students learn how to paint a mural, learn the basics of it, and also get compensated for it because yeah. it's really a nice thing to be paid for the skill set that you're going to college for. Yeah. So what would you say is, the fav is your favorite mural you've worked on while being here? About the aesthetic of a piece, I, I love the one in Canadian, but about the memories and stuff, I like the one in Plainview because we kind of like hang out as a family at that moment yeah. with my friends and and stuff. So I, I really enjoy that. Overall, I, I think most of them, they they brought me a lot of memories to be a student in here and have a chance to experience doing the mural with, with my instructor and also my my friends. So I'm really grateful for that. For sure. But you lock. I think the first one that popped up in my mind is the one that I, I've seen it the least. Is the two... In the engineering building? I forgot about those. Yeah, in the oh. science building. Yeah. Oh, the science yeah, building. Yeah, we did the science building because we painted those in the classroom. That was right. And then the, they were like gigantic. They're mm -hmm. the, the size of the studio space in the painting room. The ceiling is like 12 feet. 12 feet. Yeah. Oh. And it get, goes all the way to the top. Yeah. And it's really, it's, it's the, I, I don't know. I think it's, it's magnificent. Yeah. For me to think about how it's hung and all the process. That one was unique because we actually painted it on canvas and then we built giant stretcher bars and then they SSC mounted them up on the wall, which was that day was very exciting to watch them put it up on the ceiling. That one's a kind of nice one because we could work at our own pace. Most of the murals, if you're working outside, you're kind of at the mercy of the elements, as we learned in Stratford. Um, <laughs> and like, there's things like if it's too cold, you can't paint. If it rains, you can't paint. You know, like we literally slid under the line on the mural in South Africa. It started to rain as just as we finished, which was really interesting because the thing I was referencing for that mural was this thing called Basotho house painting, which is this type of painting up in the northern part of South Africa. 
where they these women will paint the houses with these geometric patterns, but they paint them in this dissolvable paint in their prayers for rain. And when the rain comes, it washes them off, and then they paint new ones. And so I did this thinking I have this idea of it being a prayer for rain, and literally rained as we finished it. So, yeah. And the guy was like, it never rains now. This is really <laughs> crazy. Um, so it's been fun to work on those ones. The science mural was really interesting because that one actually was based on data. So we took data from the scientists and my son is a data analyst who worked at Twitter till about three weeks ago. Now he works at Spotify. So he's, wow. he's fine. But um, he we took the data from the scientists and he made data visualizations. And then I took those colors and patterns and made the mural out of it. So technically those murals in the science builder based on the research of the scientists. That's so, really cool. Yeah. So we work with these kind of conceptual ideas and that's the one thing I also try to teach them is how do you take an idea and grow it into something really big? To me, that's what makes these works of art. You'll see a lot of muralists who do commercial work. In fact, we have a graduate student now who was pretty a professional mural painter and that's what he does. And for a while he was like, well, what do you want me to paint? I'm like, no, what do you want to paint? You know, and to get them to think about what they're making um, is really important of it. And I think that these two students have been really exceptional at this, watching them grow. I mean, May came in and was self-taught painter and like just was painting portraits and painting this. And I'm like, no, let's keep pushing this idea. And she finally moved into where she's, it's about architecture, but it's about her world, you know, yeah. and Locke has this very intimate world that he's presented in his books, you know, and it's really grown from a seed that you guys have been doing this for a year. I mean, you know, you've been thinking about this idea and that show is the culmination of that idea. Wow, that's really mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. So I guess my last question for you guys is, what does WT mean to you? WT mean to me, I, especially for the art department. So I didn't realize it much until this semester because I have to take other classes to be able to graduate. And when I walk to those other buildings, I don't feel really like I belong there. But whenever I'm done with those classes and then I head back to the art department, when I enter the, the building, I feel I belong here because I, I feel really like familiar with the space and then with the people. I feel like the art department, environment, they don't, they don't judge people and stuff. They really see you as a member of a family and people are really kind, generous and helpful. So when I, I feel like that department is like my third home. For sure, but also because I stay there all the time. So it's really <laughs> like, I last semester, I think, or the semester before, I stay at the studio more than I stay at my apartment <laughs> Yeah, to work on my stuff. So I feel like that's my, my room right there too. So yeah, I'm going to miss it when I'm gone. So <laughs> yeah. I also share that same feeling with May because I'll, yeah, we did spend a lot of time in those studios overnight. To me... WT is that that degree that I I've been trying to get for like six and a half years. And that's something that my parents and my families and my friends, not just me, work hard to to turn it into a reality. Yeah. That's great. John? I think WT is the seat of culture in the Texas Panhandle. I think it's a very important thing. And that's something I've become sort of fascinated with is our role in making the community better in this region and being open and teaching people and being diverse and exposing people to new things is really what we're doing here. So I think it's just a gem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, for sure. Thank you guys so much for being here and like getting to showcase the art department. 
is I know the art department is small, but you guys are mighty and you guys are really bringing color and life to this campus. And so without you guys, our campus would be a lot more boring. So thank you guys for being here and like letting us talk to you guys. So thank you guys for listening to I Am WT. Signing off for today, this is Tierney. So thank you guys. This is I Am WT.